What's going on, everybody? We're back live again. Another episode. It's another Thursday. It's six o'clock Pacific time. Well, my fault. It's six twelve, so we're a little bit behind. But you know how it go. We're here, just like we're here every week. Faye is back. She's back. We're gonna have her again. She was back. She was here last week and uh, got really good reviews. A lot of people liked having her on, so we're gonna have her again. Um, she's a, she's a a, a last-minute pinch hitter, but usually you know they hit home runs. So great, great to have her back on. If you're jumping in here, if you if you're in here right now on the live, we're here on YouTube live. Get in the comments. Comments are open. We want to hear what you got to say. I'll pin the comments so people can see them. We're going to get started since we got started a little bit later than usual. Let's just play with some of this real quick. Vic says she was great. So, of course, that's why we brought her back. Let me just end that little music real quick. What's going on, everybody? My name is Che, and this is the No Spoon Podcast. If you are watching for the first time on YouTube, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Also, like, share, comment, do what we do for the uh, for the algorithm. If you're listening to the, if you're watching the replay, do the same thing on you on YouTube. But if you're listening to it wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Apple, all them type of places, leave a review. Uh, prefer we prefer the five stars, but you know if that's not how you feel, then let that be known as well. We take all the all the type of uh, feedback that we can get, but to make this a little bit better better every single week. But I got on the show; she was here last week. Uh, Faye Bishop, you guys remember her? She's going to be joining us in about two seconds and we're going to get into the latest in in culture politics and common sense so let's bring Faye on hello 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 Faye what's going on I am doing well today how are you I'm good I'm good I appreciate you stepping on I mean I I had a guest lined up and they had uh you know take care of something last minute and you stepped up, so I appreciate that. Yes, yes. It was a pleasure to join last week, and I'm happy to do it again this week. Yeah, we got a lot of great feedback. A lot of people liked having you on. They liked your insight and your perspective. Thank so you. That's good to know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, anything new since the last time we seen you that you want to uh, put out there or let people know who you are just in case people didn't catch it the first time? Oh, yes. I am Faye Bishop. I am author of the book, Make Money Make Sense. Um, It is available on Amazon. It is a book, a how-to book on how to start your own WordPress blog from scratch in seven simple steps. And I am the creator of Lead Casting Call, an entertainment jobs website that connects you um, or pretty much anyone uh, to 
uh, job positions in the entertainment industry, mostly on the production and behind the camera side, uh, because we all know that actors just act, but the production is where the money is made. Yeah, ain't that the truth? Yeah, yeah, that's where it's at. <laughs> so let's get into let's get into the stories. Uh, we got a couple stories that we want to uh, talk about here today. But I guess the biggest story of the week is Tucker Carlson uh, oh, getting boy. fired. Uh, he was let go from uh, Fox. Fox let him go, and then another thing that happened is Don on the same day Don Lemon and CNN he got fired as well. Um, yeah. they, they're saying that the reasoning behind the Tucker thing was, I guess there's some type of, of lawsuit, somebody claiming some allegations of abuse or something like that. I'm and more so like, um, it wasn't like sexual abuse. It wasn't, hasn't been like anything like that, but I think it's more so a, a disgruntled employee has filed a lawsuit. I don't know how big of a deal that is. But if mm -hmm. Fox is just coming off that seven hundred and what is it, eighty-seven million dollar uh, settlement that they had with Dominion over the election stuff, mm -hmm. uh, what's your what was your thoughts initially? I mean, you see Tucker get fired, then Don Lemon. I don't know if those two are related. What? How do you feel about that? Well, what are the odds that two of the most watched news anchors in mainstream media? would be fired on the same day within a matter of hours from one another. Yeah. Like this is no coincidence to me. I believe it was planned. Um, I believe more are planned. I mean, Dan Bongino was let go from Fox quietly last week. Quietly. Yeah. Um, we're still in the first half of the year. I believe that by the second half, we're going to see more people fired with new faces taking over and or certain television shows canceled. Uh, what I believe is happening is that media is moving in a different direction and they are making preparations for the 2024 election, which quite possibly uh, may be Joe Biden versus Donald Trump part two, but with a different spin in the narrative. And that's what I believe is happening right now. In addition to uh, Dan Bongino and, and and Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon being let go. You had Jeff Schell, who is the C CEO of NBC Universal, who was also let go as well. Same day. Same but, day. Yeah, that's the thing people don't talk about that one, though. Exactly. And it was allegedly same thing, inappropriate conduct. I think he had a relationship with an employee or another staffer. So I believe that all of this is planned. Um, and it's, 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 they're making preparations for the election and there's no telling what, what direction that they're going to go in, but there is a plan nonetheless to go in a certain direction and they're trimming the fat. Oh yeah. I mean, I, and what's interesting is that both of these guys are on opposite sides of the spectrum or yes. supposed to be. So you got Tucker, who is, you know, very conservative, very right wing, very outspoken in that way. And then Don Lemon, who's very liberal, um, CNN, Fox, two polar opposites. Uh, and now they and, and they've both decided to let both of them go. Um, a lot of people are kind of speculating that maybe this has more to do with their their stances i mean tucker has been very outspoken on 
saying a lot of different things about the establishment and Washington politics and maybe that he was getting a little bit too too outside of the box. Yeah, they're saying the same thing about Don Lemon too. Um allegedly he was making uh some misogynistic comments about uh Nikki Haley, I think her name is, something about yeah. age. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the funny thing is Don Lemon prior to 2016 had always expressed pretty conservative views. The left leaning stuff did not begin until after Donald Trump was elected as president. Yeah. And then, and, and it, honestly, I just feel like he's kind of reverting back to who he is at his core. But, uh, you know, they got rid of Chris Cuomo. Mm-hmm. And they were good friends. You know, maybe Don Lemon just didn't care anymore after that. Well, I'm going to play the clip. This is the clip when he had this interview with Vivek Ramaswamy, I think is, is how you say his name. If I'm saying it wrong, I apologize. But this is the this is the 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 comments that he made that supposedly is the reason why he was fired from there. And I'm going to play it and then we'll talk about it real quick. OK. The part that I find insulting is when you say today black Americans don't have those rights after we have the gone through that civil rights revolution in this country. You are sitting here telling an African-American about the rights and what you find insulting about the, the, the way I live, the skin I live in every day. Here's and where I you and I have the a different point of black view. and white that black people don't have in this he, country here, and that black people do have. Well, here's where you and I have a different point of view. I think we should be able to express our views regardless of the color of our skin. We should have this debate I'm not saying you without me regarding views, you as a black man, but me regarding you as a fellow citizen. You're That's sitting what I think here, whatever ethnicity you are, explaining to me whatever ethnicity about I'm, what it's you. like to be black Whatever America. ethnicity I'm I am, I'll tell you what I am. I'm an Indian American. I'm proud of it. But I think we should have this debate. Black, white, doesn't matter. I think we should have this on debate. On the content should, of the ideas. If you do it, you should do it in an honest way and in a I fair think, way. And what you're doing is not an honest and fair way. Okay? It, with, we, with, we appreciate you coming on. With Thank due respect, Don, I look forward Thank to continuing that conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. So specifically, it was the... It was the whatever ethnicity you are comment that got him. That's what they're saying. It's 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 that the way he kind of like, you know, what's the, what's the word condescending or kind of like dismissive way of saying whatever ethnicity you are. And I guess this was like a it had been a build up. There was other things that he had done. I'll play clips of those there in a minute, too. You mm-hmm. mentioned one with the Nikki Haley thing. But right. there was other things that I and I think that I, this is why I think the Don Lemon thing is probably more. um, Kind of kind of I think more significant than the Tucker thing. Because mm-hmm. Don is is he I mean, CNN is the establishment as far as the news media is concerned and Fox is Fox is as well. Don't don't get me wrong, but Fox um they're they're outside of the normal liberal world order i guess you could say and cnn Mm -hmm. is right in the middle of it and so for don lemon to kind of have been letting these little comments and saying some of these little things i just think that he's he he, he's more or less like you said reverting back to certain things or not playing along there's definitely something there but it's interesting that they waited, conveniently waited, should I say, until Monday to fire him. Because I feel like that doesn't even scratch the surface of the kind of comments um, that 
or should I say racially divisive talking points that he has made um, over the course of the last four years. <laughs> Many of them were grounded in critical theory and neo-Marxism. Um, he once said outright that the white man is the biggest enemy to everyone in the world or something like that. And all of that was all fine and good. And he was allowed to do all of this projecting and all of this insane behavior and to make all of these, again, divisive talking points. But on this specific video, this specific time, in addition, or possibly the Nikki Haley comments, it oh, all of a sudden he's done too much. He's gone too far. Let's fire him. Let's get rid of him. I don't know if I buy that. I don't know if I buy that that's the actual reason that they got rid of him. But we know they do have to give a reason, obviously. Mm -hmm. And if that's what they want to point to, that's what they want to point to. But please don't piss on my forehead and tell us all that it's raining because Don Lemon has done this in the past. In fact, a lot of his racially uh, divisive talking points, um, including telling black men to pull their pants up and all sorts of stuff, they were more sharp. They were more edgy. And yet this is what you know, took things too far. It's just interesting to um, see that they're pointing to this being the reason that he got fired. I don't buy it. Let let me play this other clip of Don Lemon. Um, this was a few, I think a couple months ago. And so okay. this is kind of just kind of just kind of shows how he kind of went off script a little bit and watch his co-workers and, and the, the co-anchors on how they kind of took to this. I'm going to play this one real quick. Is this the Nikki Haley one? There is more interest. If there is more interest in a men's sport, the business people, the people who make money off of sports, will put that on television because we live in a capitalist society. And if people are interested in that, then there would be more attention and more money would be paid. So it's about the money. But here's Caitlin, the thing, and this word. is the point that I have that I was making that goes to that. Interesting. There is yeah. more interest. If there is more interest in a men's sport, the business people, the people who make money off of sports, will put that on television because we live in a capitalist society. And if people are interested in that, then there would be more attention and more money would be paid. So it's about the money. But here's Caitlin, the thing, and this word. is the point that I have that I was making that goes to that which is why is that what people are watching? It's because it's what they're used to watching. Why is it because it's what they're used to watching? Because men were putting men's sports on TV yes. way before women's sports. Yes. So it's the systemic okay. institutionalized but thing. No, perhaps I'm not that they yet. are just more interested no, in it. But it's, but why are they more, but you're missing my point. Why are they more interested? Because men's sports has been around longer. People have been paying attention to it more. There have been these amazing female sports stars that have only become household names in recent decades. That's the point. And I'm saying if, if they had both started at the exact same point, they both received the same amount of marketing and promotion and all that stuff. And then we got to where we are today. That would be a different yeah, guess point. what media, but big I, media giants, I big advertisers. This is an, another opportunity to put the money where your mouth is. I don't believe that's accurate. I respect your point. And I hear what you're saying. I don't believe that's accurate. We live in a capitalist society. And if people can make money off of whatever it is, they are going to exploit it. 
And there is a reason, and once part, I'm sure it's part of what you are saying, and it's part of what you're saying. And these are conversations that we need to have. But I just think that Can I, we, I just think that we are lying to ourselves if we believe that someone cannot sit here and speak the truth to I read you a, what we're. Can I read you a headline? About. This is yeah. a fact that my smart producer Annie gave me. Quote from Forbes: The fastest growing audiences on TV are for women's sports. Growing. But that's because their ad dollars go. You're missing the point. They're coming. They're starting coming at a later starting point than men's sports were. That's the whole point here. <sighs> well, he's not wrong with what he was saying there. Not in my opinion. He, he's not wrong at all. I mean, at all. This, this is this is this is the <laughs> same argument that we have all the time. I I see Brittany Griner just made comments today about saying. Well, if if it wasn't for the gender wage gap, as far as uh, female basketball players and male basketball players, then women wouldn't have to go overseas to play. I saw but, that. But the reality is that people are not paying the same prices to watch Brittany Griner play when you have LeBron James playing. They're not. In fact, it is unrealistic to even expect for them to when LeBron is a much more valuable player and not just in the NBA, he's a value. He's a more valuable um, television personality. He's a more valuable uh, asset to the NBA than she is. It, it's just facts. I mean, I, I you know, and, and for him to say this on CNN, this is what I'm saying. Like, I don't think people understand like what, how significant that is because a lot of the, these liberal talking points and their and the things that they the foundation of their arguments are based in this the fact that women are oppressed and here's 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 a a a a, a point of reference is the gender wage gap that's the that's one of the biggest things that they use to to point out and saying that women are oppressed today is the gender wage gap and they look at sports and they say well how come female pl basketball players are paid less than male basketball players they're doing the exact same thing but they're not providing the exact same product one no, product not. is a lot more valuable than the other and it's that simple it's that's simple and that's the thing the average person listening to those talking points or should I say those that rhetoric doesn't understand that and that's why I said his point about capitalism is absolutely positively correct you have women out here who don't even watch women's sports honestly the sport that most women watch is tennis above mm -hmm. all else they don't I do not know tons of women I can't even name any woman that I know and I know a lot of women that watch the WNBA games I don't know I don't watch it I, it's just they can't even name you one player and guaranteed if you watch if, if you know women that do watch WNBA games they also watch NBA games they tune so, in a lot more too there is there is a it, the audience that is there for WNBA, they're also watching the NBA. But the audience that is there for the NBA is not all watching WNBA, and no, that's just not. that's just because the product is is not as good. It's not as is not as exciting. 
Um, and it's just a reality like men, because of the physicality, because of the physical differences, they just they they play a different game. They play a better. It's a better, more entertaining game when you see guys that are six foot nine and 260 pounds like LeBron that can run and jump like him. And they're doing alley-oops and dunks and all this type of stuff. It's more entertaining to people. That's just the reality. You, you, I know it's 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 not people don't want to take they don't want to like come to grips with this but that's the reality and so my, my point with don lemon is the fact that you would poke holes at a very very at a cornerstone of this whole gender topic and oppression and, and and you know the oppression of women that's kind of a big a big deal it is it is it, it it's it's interesting though that um his the women that were sitting there i guess they felt like they needed to prove a point to him um but they honestly didn't they read off an opinion and even to britney griner's point about well this is why we're all going overseas to play basketball the women overseas aren't making as much as the men either because it's not as valuable over there either <laughs> women in sports so I don't like this idea that over here, you know, there's all this, you know, inequality, but overseas that there is, it's actually worse over there. But it's, it's, it's interesting to hear all of this. Because it's the same talk. Shout out to Kofa, who's, who's tuning in, a friend of the show. Women themselves aren't supporting women's sports. Yeah, of course. I mean, exactly. this, this is what I'm saying. I, but the, the, the point, like I said, and we're talking about Don Lemon and him getting fired and him, you know, it seems like he's kind of stepping outside of the narrative is just that, like the fact that you would say this, it's almost as if it's almost like somebody going on there and saying it'd be like, you know, Don Lemon saying, you know what, man, I don't know about this climate change. I don't think emissions are really causing that big of a deal as far as climate change. That's a big, big thing. Or Don Lemon saying, you know what, man, uh, this racism thing is kind of over-exaggerated. You know what I mean? Right. That would be a huge that's that's poking holes at a very, very big part of their narrative. And for he, him, but he's that, done that before. Exactly. He, I, you know what? I have seen in the last four days so many clips of Don Lemon being pulled up, poking holes in narratives left and right. And this is pre-2016. And I'm like, this is who he's always been. He only veered left because that's where that's the direction they paid him to go. They waited until it wasn't convenient for them anymore. And then they let him go. Now, if we want to believe that that's why they let him go, fine. I personally do not. I believe that there was always a goal in mind to possibly let him go. Because usually when a company or an organization wants to fire you, they know definitely weeks, sometimes months in advance. They do. Mm, they like right. to pretend that they don't. You would have to really do something insanely unforgivable or irreversible in order for them to just say, okay, you're not coming back after today. But I believe that this was planned because the fact that him and Tucker, same day, within like, what, 90 minutes? They were fired 90 minutes apart. Yeah. And something we all tend to forget is that all of these mainstream media outlets are owned by, what, 
four or five major corporations. I think so. Like, they yeah. all work together. Yeah, it's 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 I think what's going on is that they are really clamping down, especially with like you said earlier, there is an election coming up next year and they're going to make sure that the any voice of dissidents. And so Tucker obvi- T- Tucker to me is an obvious play. Yes. Don Lemon is more of a message. Agreed. It's more of a message that even on even on even on our side you can get it if you don't if you don't I think I think Don Lemon was out after they they fired Cuomo. I think he was had checked out and was like, "You know what? I'm not doing this anymore." And like you said, he already had these type of ideas and thoughts and prior to all of this. So I think yeah, I think he was just kind of like, "Oh, you fired my boy. That's a wrap. I'm done with you guys. I'm just going to start saying what I want to say." And not only that, the sign that the end was near was when they moved him to the morning show. Yeah. <laughs> right. And his, his, rating, his ratings weren't that good. Let's be honest. Exactly. They moved him to the morning show. And he really honestly had only been doing the morning show now for maybe several months. I don't think he's been there very long. Yeah, he, I think he was out the door, but I think there's probably things that go on behind the scenes that people Obviously. know about. They go, hey, you know, Don ain't really, he ain't really feeling this. Right. You know? But you know but, what? Tucker, it was interesting to see Tucker Carlson <laughs> send a post a goodbye message last night. Did you see that? Yeah, I got it. You want to play it? Let, let, let's play it real quick. And then I have another clip of Tucker I want to get to because this is a little bit. But this is Tucker's goodbye. And then, you know, finish yeah. your thought on that after we see it so people can see. Good evening. It's Tucker Carlson. One of the first things you realize when you step outside the noise for a few days is how many genuinely nice people there are in this country. Kind and decent people. People who really care about what's true. And a bunch of hilarious people also, a lot of those. It's got to be the majority of the population, even now. So that's heartening. The other thing you notice when you take a little time off is how unbelievably stupid most of the debates you see on television are. They're completely irrelevant. They mean nothing. In five years, we won't even remember that we had them. Trust me, as someone who's participated. And yet at the same time, and this is the amazing thing, the undeniably big topics, the ones that will define our future, get virtually no discussion at all. War, civil liberties, emerging science, demographic change, corporate power, natural resources. When was the last time you heard a legitimate debate about any of those issues? It's been a long time. Debates like that are not permitted in American media. Both political parties and their donors have reached consensus on what benefits them, and they actively collude to shut down any conversation about it. Suddenly, the United States looks very much like a one-party state. That's a depressing realization, but it's not permanent. Our current orthodoxies won't last. They're brain dead. Nobody actually believes them. Hardly anyone's life is improved by them. This moment is too inherently ridiculous to continue, and so it won't. The people in charge know this. That's why they're hysterical and aggressive. They're afraid. They've given up persuasion, they're resorting to force. But it won't work. When honest people say what's true, calmly and without embarrassment, they become powerful. At the same time, the liars who've been trying to silence them shrink and they become weaker. That's the iron law of the universe. 
true things prevail. Where can you still find Americans saying true things? There aren't many places left, but there are some, and that's enough. As long as you can hear the words, there is hope. See you soon. All right. <laughs> you know, you know, I do agree with something he said there. Um, America is being dumbed down and it has become a one party system. Uh, the one thing that the government, corporations and mainstream media has studied and continues to study and use to their advantage it is your ignorance. And they've mastered how to use clever marketing techniques to bait you into believing that they are looking out for your best interests. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think this is why, I mean, this is something we've been saying this for a long time. Like we, we are in a, a, what I call a corporatocracy. And it's a Ooh. corporatocracy because this is corporations infused with the government and using, and, and, Corporations are taking privilege with the government and using government power to consolidate more power, more profits. Absolutely. And so, and so Tucker has been a, a voice that has spoken out against them. And I yes. think that's ultimately why he got canned. You know what I mean? Um, I, I agree. Think, yeah. I agree. And you know what's what's been funny to watch. And I, I see he tried to make a play on that about how many nice people there are and how many terrible people there are. You have a lot of people um, who are cheering of, about his firing. And, and once again, this is that clever technique that they like to use um, be, to their advantage because it's our ignorance. You have to be stupid to believe that Tucker Carlson was fired for you. Because they want to protect you. No. <laughs> they got tired of him for you. No, that is not why they let him go. Like Absolutely it's for your own not. good. Right. <laughs> Always for your own good. Well, I see Kofa says, Kofa said essentially he couldn't see the forest for the trees while he was a part of the agenda in some spaces. Now, that's interesting that you say that because there is a clip that I want to play here um, of Tucker kind of admitting that he was on a podcast, I believe, early sometime a couple of weeks ago or something like that. But he kind of says exactly what you just said, and he acknowledges that. And then, so this is interesting. Let me play this clip real quick, and then we'll get to it. Like, I've spent my whole life in the media. My dad was in the media. Like, that is a big part of the revelation that's changed my life is the media are part of the control apparatus. Like, there's no... Yeah, I know. I know. Because you're younger and smarter and you're like, yeah. Yeah. But what if you're me and you spent your whole life in that world and to look around and all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow. Not only are they part of the problem, but I spent most of my life being part of the problem defending the Iraq war. Like I actually did that. Can you imagine if you did that? Well, what do you think? What is one of your biggest regrets in your career? Oh, defending the Iraq war. That is it. Well, I've had a million regrets not being more skeptical calling people names when I should have listened to what they were saying. Look, when you, when someone makes a claim, there's only one question that's important at the very beginning, which is, is the claim true or not? Mm. So I say, you know, you committed murder or you rigged the last election before you attack me as a crazy person for saying that maybe you should explain whether you did it or not. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. And for too long, I participated in the, 
culture where I was like, anyone who thinks outside these pre-prescribed lanes is crazy, is a conspiracy theorist. And I just really regret that. I'm ashamed that I did that. And, and partly it was age, partly it was the world that I grew up in. So when you when you look at me and you're like, yeah, of course they're part of the means of control. I'm like, that's obvious to you because you're 28, but I just didn't see it at all, at all. And I'm ashamed of that. Isn't that what the media tries to do though? It, it's their only purpose. Right. They're not here to inform you, really. Even on the big things that really matter, like the economy and war and COVID and like things that really matter that will affect you. No, their job is not to inform you. They are working for the small group of people who actually run the world. They're their servants. They're their Praetorian guard. And we should treat them with maximum contempt because they have earned it. He said a whole lot right there that I agree with. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Exactly. He literally just said it, it said the same thing I just said a, a few moments ago about media, government, and corporations. Um, they use everyone's ignorance to their advantage. They're the people that control the flow of information, how you receive it, when you receive it, and how it is received, your perception of it. And they do not like it the mo when you step outside of that, the moment you do, you become a threat. I mean, he said, I mean, that's exactly what he's saying right there. I mean, everything that exactly. like we, we talked about last week, we talked about the, the Ralph Yarrow thing. And we talked about how and, and you brought up um, a really good point in saying all these things. Now, there was a the Ralph Yarrow thing. It was the the cheerleaders getting shot. It was these the the guy, the kid with the, the basketball situation. I mean, it's all these kind of like. Somebody yeah, being and, released at the same time where everybody's getting shot. And so the thing is, is like media, you got to think about this. Media has that power. They can show you what they want to show you. And if they show you things in secession and in in and at the same time, then it can it it can be perceived as something greater than what it really is. And then they can downplay certain things. If they don't want a story getting out there, it doesn't get out there. And then yep. something that really can be a problem is not shown. People don't see it. They don't know about it. They don't think it is an issue. And then when you bring it up and say, hey, this is what's going on, they go, ah, CNN didn't say it. You know what I mean? Oh, they haven't been talking man. about it. I, I, I can't I heard this tell you. I've heard people <laughs> actually say that to me before. Well, it wasn't on CNN. And it's like, what? I, I, I knew somebody a long time ago and he used to say, he used to say it, it's Ted Koppel syndrome. Remember Ted Koppel? Yes. <laughs> and he would say Ted Koppel syndrome. He would say, he said, I, I Ted Koppel syndrome because if Ted Koppel didn't say it, it's not true. Even if I sat here and I said, I watched it with my very own eyes, I saw it. Yeah, but Ted Koppel didn't say it. Therefore, it's not true. And so I was, I always remember that, that saying that he said Ted Koppel syndrome. It's like a lot of people have that. I can tell you from my own eyes, my own experience that this is what happened. And yet somebody else could say, well, CNN didn't say it. MSNBC didn't say it. So therefore, it's not true. You have you people know? who it's true. You have people who say if TMZ, if it doesn't come from TMZ, it's not true. I've heard that one. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's oh man. That's, that's the new the new uh, that's the new Ted Koppel, the new CNN, all that. Everything is like it's on it's on TMZ. And, and you know, I just think, man, like. I kind of like to simplify things, right? And I like to take things back to as early as possible. So if we look back into times of early as possible, right? And mm -hmm. we go, 
the person that was able to relay information between this city and that city and this tribe and that tribe, at one point they had to realize, I got a lot of power here. And then once kings and chiefs and, you know, start to realize, hey, if I can get them to say things that are in my favor and slant the narrative in my favor, then it's going to help me. So it's, it benefits me to have the, 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 at that time, you wouldn't call them the media. You would call just the people who were giving out news. You know what I mean? Right. Who are, who are, who are talking about what the latest of what's going on in the area. Those people had a lot of power. And so now we've evolved to now we have this giant, huge uh, apparatus called the media, and they still have that same power. And people in positions, whether it be corporations who are trying to make money or politicians that are trying to have political power and influence, they understand the importance of the media. And so he who controls the media and the means of communication is going to control power. And so it's 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 very simple. And for Tucker Carlson to say something like that, it's I think major. It's, it's major. It's major. And, I, and I, that's, in my opinion, that's why they had to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they have to make sure that you are on board with whatever agenda and narratives that they're pushing. And it's really important. It's going to be really important, should I say, um, during the upcoming election year. Yeah. You have to be on board with it. And that's why Tucker and Don Lemon had to go. And again, we're still in the first half of the year. And I want everybody to pay attention to that. Um, usually what corporations tend to do, they either get rid of you. It's four quarters to a year. They either get rid of you at the top of the quarter or um, the end of the quarter. So while we're still in the first half of the year, after July is when the next round is possible. Next round of people, you know. Um, being laid off in media are, are are set to go. They did the same thing during the Obama years, though. There was Melissa Harris Perry and so many others who didn't have jobs after Obama got out of office and they were kind of shifting to the Hillary and Trump thing. So that's why this kind of doesn't surprise me. It just surprised me that it was the same day. Yeah, and. You know, I it, it there's another question that comes to mind is now do we see more power being given to the independent media outlets? You know, are people at the point now where we don't I mean, I, I mean, I, I've been at that point. I'm sure you probably been at, are at that point, And a lot of people that are listening are at that point to where we don't care about what the big news media has to say. But. That now creates a vacuum. Who is now the people that we rely on for our news? And I think now we're looking to more of the smaller independent, you know, media outlets that are, you know, driven by YouTube channels or Rumble or, you know, things of that nature that are that aren't getting big money from the big donors and aren't cozying up to politicians, but are kind of being able to tell the truth. And, you know, that's, that's true. Yeah, I think I think, you know, I mean, because everybody says Tucker Carlson now now he can start his own thing. 
That's true. And I and and I think that's what a lot of that that may even be making Fox News very nervous right now, because one of the things for sure, two things are for certain. Tucker Carlson will go somewhere and his viewers are going to go with him. So cable news, Fox News, CNN, they're all about to be taught a powerful lesson. And that is Americans are no longer blindly watching the news in the fashion that they did decades ago. They only watch the ones um, now, to your point about independent news media, they're now gearing and shifting towards the outlets who have the courage to tell the truth. Yeah, And I believe that that's the direction that they're going to be going with. So now mainstream media has to scramble to figure out how do we in the very least, give off the illusion that we too are moving in that direction with while at the same time being able to keep everybody tuned into us because they know that America is quitting. They're quitting watching their stations. Yeah, they've, they've really lost trust in it. I mean, they, they really have. I, it's it's like, if you're sitting there listening to like Joy Reid, like mm. I, I follow Joy Reid like on Instagram and on, on Twitter, you know, and it's 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 like, I, I I cannot believe that somebody believes anything that she says. I can't. It's 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 like it's so like unbelievable. I I I I believe most of her people in the comment sections are bots. Like they can't be real people because you mm-hmm. cannot believe all this stuff. But I mean, we know that there are people that are, and I think those those people. And I've said this over and over again. That people that are still listening to that, to the Joy Reads, like they des- they deserve a medal. They really do. In in in, I'm not I'm not giving up. Like I like to just stay loyal to the nonsense, even after everything has proven false, and you still want to say to it, like, man, you are a phenomenal person for being able to sit there and continue to stay down that path. That's crazy to me. Agreed. I feel the same way about the view. I I don't oh, understand yeah. <laughs> at all what it's like. The, the just the distorted perception of reality that they oh man, it's awful. Yeah, looks like there's have some issues here. Mm-hmm. The screen looks like it's freezing up a lot. Yes, I yeah, you're frozen. Yeah, so are you. So, if anything, what we would do is save the audio. So, if you guys are listening to the audio, we appreciate it. If you're here on the live, appreciate that too. Apologize for the technical difficulties, but we'll make the most of it because we got another story to talk about. So, let's transition okay. to that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, um, there is a story out of Montana. Is it? Yeah, it's Montana. Where a state legislator named Zoe Zephyr, a transgender, has been expelled once again. Let me play the clip if I can get this to stop freezing so much. I think we have issues. Um, clicked on something and don't know how to get out of it but anyways let me just let me just so she's a transgender lawmaker she has been expelled for breaking decorum 
with this. They were debating, I guess they're having the gender affirming uh, health care. They're trying to uh, stop all of that anyways. Um, so this was her speech that she gave and she has been. Uh, thing I will say is if I if you vote yes on this bill and yes on these amendments, I hope the next time there's. Hold on one second. Thing I will say is if I if you vote yes on this bill and yes on these amendments, I hope the next time there's an invocation, when you bow your heads in prayer, you see the blood on your hands. Is this about passing passing um, or banning the gender affirmer, affirming medical care? Thing I will say is if I if you vote yes on this bill and yes on these amendments, I hope the next time. Shay, can you hear me? They keep muting. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. You can hear me. Yes. Okay. So, seems like we had some issues there, obviously. Um, it's just things are running slow here. So, the, so the, the issue is the gender-affirming care, right? The gender right. I believe health. they were going to ban it, and she's speaking out or something. I don't... She spoke out of turn, out of decorum de de when she went up to the mic and said blood is on your hands or something. Right. Well, she 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 broke a house rule. And then she also by talking about the um, by talking about the blood on your hands, I guess she was like that was 
a little bit too far too extreme um the way i see it is 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 simple i, I don't know i'm getting kind of this weird this this is becoming a trend that this is something that people can do to get attention they following in the footsteps of the uh, tennessee three as they're calling them which is uh Justin Jones and the other guy, I forget his name. He's oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it seems like their 15 minutes are up. But I agree, know. it is becoming a trend. Everyone's yeah. trying to do something that they feel will not only get them attention, but it's going to get them a, a trip to the White House, sponsorships, TV deals, commercials, a possible book deal, a possible production deal with Netflix. Um, you have a lot of trans, uh, gender, um, People who are out to be the next Dylan Mulvaney, I think his name is. This Dylan is Mulvaney, yeah. Mulvaney, he's the guy with the, all these endorsement deals. And I think that Bud Light or somebody lost a ton mm -hmm. of money um, working with him or something. This is what they're all after. It's, it's go viral and get as much attention by any means necessary. And the best and easiest way to do that is to speak out of turn and upset the balance. Right. And that's what they're. And so that's what I'm saying is, is it's like, I know what the rules are. I'm going to purposely break the rules and then I get attention that way. And then they expel me. And then I can say, oh, they're silencing me. And it's like, but no, you, you broke a rule that you know, you knowingly knew about and you mm -hmm. decided to break it. And that's why they expelled you. And, and they feel like if people like AOC and all of them could do it, why can't I? Yeah, and and and, the, and you notice they're doing it in areas that are predominantly Republican, so so they're the minority, so they yep. know they're going to get expelled. Like nobody's doing it in in like AOC can do it in her district. It's not going to do it in her district because it's not going to have the same effect. She's right. not going to get expelled for it. There's nothing's going to happen to her. You right. know what I mean? In fact, they're mm -hmm. going to encourage it, and they won't have the votes to get rid of her. So it doesn't do anything. But if you're in these like Tennessee, uh, Montana, Montana, Idaho, these type of like very heavily red states, then you you purposely break the rules, get expelled, become a national figure. They want to be martyrs. It's a race to see who can be the next martyr. No, that's exactly what it is. And that's what I'm saying. Like, how, how do we not see this trend? Like... Like, how do are people not noticing? Like, oh, okay, that's what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't right. like an organic thing. This is more like, and you know, I guess Zoe Zephyr, whatever her name is. Um, I think it's Zoe Zephyr. Zephyr Zephyr. She or he, Zachary, which is the his birth name is in a relationship with a Aaron Reed, another trans activist who is a trans woman. So he's really a man. And they're two men that are together and they're trans. I don't, it's just so weird. I don't know, man. And the thing is, all she she's speaking out about the bill that would ban transgender affirming care for minors. Uh, and everything is about let's, piss off Republicans. Let's upset GOP leaders. I noticed um, this this person was trending on Twitter earlier today and mm -hmm. 
already your people are commending her, commending him for his bravery and, you know, saying Montana Republicans are weak, the weakest people. And I, I don't, this is crazy to me. First of all, what is, what is gender affirming medical care? What is that anyway? Basically, you're allowing kids to get sex changes. So it's basically a weasel word for breast removal, castration, irreversible hormone treatments, and sterilization of children. Yes. It seems to me like a more honest term would actually be child mutilation. And this is what they're fighting for. Right. They just call it gender. See, a gender affirming. So like if you're a male, mm -hmm. unless you're a boy, yet you identify as a female, then you get procedures done to affirm your female identity which would be castration um hormones puberty blockers all those type of things that's that's affirming the identity with or the 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 gender with which you identify so that's where the affirmation comes in so they say they're denying gender affirming care so if you want to identify as the opposite sex then you would get care to get rid of the organs that you have. You know, this it's is sick. this is so sick to me. And so what they say is that if you don't give them this gender affirming care, if you don't allow them to uh, go through procedures that reflect the gender which they identify, then kids will kill themselves basically they will commit suicide and that's why she said the blood will be on your hands the blood will be on your hands speaking of blood and it's so interesting that this person would say this i read a story um last night as i was you know researching this one and, and learning more about what this whole gender affirming medical care ban is all about um, it's about a boy in the UK mm -hmm. who identified as a trans girl before he fully hit puberty. The boy was given puberty blockers at a young age because he claimed that he was truly a girl, which is what we're seeing more of as per the internet, right? Mm -hmm. And these puberty blockers medication resulted in a lack of penile growth, Um so the tissue down below never fully developed. And so once he finally turned 18, he went to finally get his new gender affirming care surgery, which of course is to change from the boy that he was into a girl. Well, unfortunately, because the puberty blockers gave him the penis, he was 18, but he he it stunted the growth of his penis so his penis was like that of maybe an eight or nine year old mm -hmm. the doctors couldn't do anything to turn it into a vagina so what they had to do was remove part of his colon um in order to create that vagina which is known um in in that world as vaginoplasty it's a surgery surgery that basically essentially attempts to re create like this neo-vagina in male patients. So the reason that they used this colon was because, the, again, the puberty blockers had stopped the growth of his genitals, um, which meant that there wasn't enough tissue to do the penile inversion surgery, meaning to turn his genitals into a vagina. So in any event, 
the teenager ended up dying as a result of an infection developed from this surgery because his organs begin to go into failure after he came under an infection, an E. coli infection, wow. likely because they had removed part of his colon. I mean, can you imagine them taking your intestines, cutting part of it off and attempting to put it down there to create genitals for you? And the E. coli spread down there and he his organs basically began to shut down from his own intestines being placed down there. So he initially the family just thought, well, he died because of the hospital setting and he just died from the infection. Um, however, there was an investigation and it was revealed that the deadly strain of E. coli came from his own intestines being removed from one part of his body, put into the other, um, which pretty much, huh, this is so disgusting to me. It, it, it shed light on how risky the vaginoplasty surgery is and that it's, it's even more risky because of early puberty suppression. And that's what caused his fatality. So like this, this to me is the most barbaric shit ever. I'm sorry. It's, 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 it is, it's the most barbaric, like disgusting, self-mutilating thing you a person can do to themselves, let alone allow their child to do. It's, it's like you're putting yourself through this needless like surgery just to fulfill a fantasy that you have as a kid. And this, this is, is what they're fighting for? Yeah, this is disgusting. I mean, they're fighting for the right to permanently permanently scar children. And it's so interesting that Zoe would say that the blood, however, is on their hands for banning it. No, no, the blood is on the the the, the blood is really on the the parents that allow the delusion to continue. And I'm sorry, it's a delusion. It is. It, it is. I mean, if we say that about anything else, if I tell you right now that I am a dog, you would say that something's wrong with me, that I have a mental health issue I need to get. See, because that's what delusion is. Delusion is simple. Delusion is when your subjective mind does not correlate with objective reality. When what's going on inside of my brain does not reflect the same reality that's going on outside in the world. People, uh, if I'm if if I'm a schizophrenic person, is having voices in their head that are not out there in the real world. I'm having a conversation with somebody that does not exist. That person only exists in my head, and yet I'm out here in the world, standing on the street corner, having a full blown conversation with absolutely nobody. That is delusion, and that's the yeah. same thing that we're talking about here. You are having a you you are having an experience that does not match reality. So what we need to do is instead of going through all of that, which sounds horrible and disgusting and ridiculous, well, we when we can simply just say, you need to fix your mind and say, let's get your mind onto reality. It's really simple. It really but there's is. not but there's no money in that though. Good point. There's no money in that. Nobody gets paid. You know, where all the all the cosmetic surgeons and the 
the pharmaceuticals and those type of people don't make any money off of you being able to sit there and say, hey, let, let me get my mind right. That's basically what it comes down to. It does. And it, it seems like they're fighting against calling everything, um, calling this everything other than what it is, which is a mental illness. They're fighting against calling that. No one wants to identify it as a mental illness, but it is. Yeah, and and I think I think the biggest mental illness that we're facing as a society, and I I believe is that, um, we believe that whatever mental issues that we are having, um, whatever problems that we're going through, that they are permanent, and therefore you cannot overcome them, and instead we need to make the world conform to our mental health issues so you know if i have an addiction then i'm that's a permanent state i cannot overcome that addiction and instead we should create laws that allow me to participate in this in my addiction so for example you have people who are trying to make it make it create safe spaces like they do in san francisco in san francisco they have safe spaces where people can go and or injection sites, what I should call them, where they actually give people paraphernalia to to inject drugs, whether they can smoke it, they can, you know, intravenously. And now snort it, however they use the drugs, it's a place where they can do it. They're permit, permitting them to stay in their addiction because we don't teach people that you can overcome these things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When you see a child that is hyperactive, we say he has ADHD, and then therefore that ADHD is just how you are. He's hyperactive. Put him on some type of drugs. Get paid off that. And see, this is what I'm saying. Like, we don't teach people you can overcome your problems. You can. You can overcome all this stuff. But they don't want you to know that. Oops. There we go. They don't want you to know that because they, they profit off of people being stuck in their own head and this is the thing this is what they want they want you stupid they want you lazy they want you dependent and they want to be we're going back to what we we're talking about earlier with tucker carlson and don lemon the corporatocracy the 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 establishment they are your god you cannot do anything without them yep they literally they 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 know how to use your ignorance to their advantage that's what they do the, from big pharma to corporations to government and mainstream media. No, that's all. That's what it is. And mm -hmm. that's what they do. And that, and this is, this is what makes this so sick and they're using kids to do it, but they're indoctrinated. But the worst part about it is not that they're indoctrinating kids with this idea that they can become the opposite, uh, the, a different gender that is that they're indoctrinating all kids with this idea that you can't overcome your problems. And at, to me, that is the, the most dangerous lesson that we are being taught these days is that you will stay in a permanent. So if you're poor, you're going to stay poor. This is the mm -hmm. victim mentality. This is yeah. that ide ideology that you can never rise above your me where you're at. Yeah, it, it's, it's disgusting. It is disgusting. And worse, it's not sustained. It, I mean, not worse, but the thing that they're not talking about is none of this stuff is sustainable. There are societies that have, have come before us 
um, even going as far back as ancient times, who have tried this stuff already and couldn't sustain. Rome fell because of this kind of stuff. They don't, it's not sustainable at all. It's not. Yeah, it's 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 not, and it's gonna come to an end. I just think what's gonna happen is that eventually people are going to have to like we're gonna have to get with reality. Yep. And it's not gonna be pretty. And a lot and and the strong and the people that are logical and the people that are strong willed are the ones that are going to win. Yep. Well, Tucker said that at the end of his speech, he said truth prevails. It does. It does. <laughs> it, it you know why you know why? Because I look at it like this. I, this is how I see it. I see like this, like we we can we can sit here and we can talk about equality. Right. And we can sit here and say, um, let's just say, let's take this, for example, let's say the gender thing as far as like men and women and men and women should be able to do the same things. We should be equal. Women should be able to do whatever job men do and men do whatever job women do. Right. Cool. That's fine. Right. All that's cool until we get attacked. Until and like if we're if we're in a, it, it like I like like I said, I go back to, to the beginning. So let's just say we're in a tribal setting and we all decide, hey, look, women, if you want to go hunt, go hunt. Men, if you want to take care of the kids, take care of the kids. All that's fine until a pack of wolves show up. Mm -hmm. And then and then everybody resorts to what we know is true. You know what I mean? Until a neighboring tribe comes over and tries to destroy us. You know what I'm saying? Like right. at the end of the day. The women are going to say it go out there and fight at the end of the day. You see what I'm saying? Like all that, all that talk is cool. All this, you know, what they're saying is cool, but reality eventually takes over. And that's the part where I think that we're, that we're, we're running into that wall. Yep. That, and that it's time. coming. Oh it's yeah. Coming. It's coming. And, and, and you know what? It, it's, I believe it's how uh, this is the part. This is why I always tell people, hold on tight to your family, take care of your children and, and govern yourselves accordingly, because this is all going to hurt children in the long run. A lot of these adults that are, I guess, pushing for this aren't really going to suffer the consequences because they've already lived out half of their lives. The children and that generation that comes under them are going to have to deal with the consequences of all of this. Oh, yeah, definitely. And that's the problem. You know, that perilous is, is, times in our democracy for sure. Man, um, it seems like we're doing a lot of freezing. And so I'm going to go ahead and 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 we're going to end this broadcast, but I appreciate you coming on. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure. Thank you yeah, for having man. me again. Man, I really, you know, you give a lot of good insights, and I think a lot of people like it. You know, we got a lot of good feedback last time. I apologize for a lot of the the inconvenience as far as the uh technical issues but you know those are things that need to be cleaned up and we will make sure that happens but i thank you Faye. thank you anything you want to thank say before you. you before we we go um again I, I i as i said last week these are you know these are perilous times we're living in in our de democracy and they're trying to push any and everything that they feel uh suits the agenda at hand the thing about the agenda is that it does not benefit you and it does not benefit your family uh, and they don't care. So govern yourselves accordingly and protect your neck. <laughs> Facts. That's what's up. All right, Faye, I'm going to pull you out and then uh, w w stick around because I'll talk to you afterwards. Okay.
All right, thank you again. That is Faye Bishop. She's been here last week. She was here this week. But like I said, man, I I um I don't know if it's pulling her out yet. This thing is just moving really slow. There it goes. Anyways, well, like I said, it seems like there's been some technical difficulties and stuff. And so I apologize for all the pausing and the freezing and all that type of stuff. These are things that we're going to have to clean up here. But I appreciate you guys for staying on and listening. I think it was a really good conversation. It's a conversation that needs to be had. A lot of people aren't having these type of conversations, but this is what you're going to get here. So despite the technical issues, you're going to get the substance. Um, if anything, I'll put this up on the uh, as far as the audio, because I know that'll save and that'll be all right. And there was nothing wrong with that. But if you have not subscribed to the channel, please go ahead and do so now and also leave a review. Um, you know, if you got anything from it, share it with other people. You know, we want to get this out to as many people as possible. I got some good, good things coming up in the future. I think tomorrow I'm going to work on something that is a little bit more proactive. And I'll just leave it at that and we'll put it together. But until then, I thank you guys. My name is Shay. This is No Spoon Podcast. We talk about culture, politics, and common sense. Thank you for joining in. I'll see you next week.
that's crazy.